0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast, I'm your host Jonathan Miley and this is DCI number 123. In this episode I get to talk to Martin Frappier of Coup de Gras about his first game, Primary Shift. Primary Shift is a colorful action platformer uh, whose central mechanic revolves around your ability to change the background color of levels, therefore making certain objects appear and disappear. Now, you can find links as well as trailers in the show notes to this episode on darkstation.com, so go ahead and head on over there to find out more info on the game. As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Well, Martin, thank you so much for joining us on The Dark Cast. How are you doing?
1: Um, it's a pleasure, and I'm, I'm doing really fine. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Um, yeah. Fantastic. Now, where where are you? Um, in the the world. Uh, I know that you used to work at uh, Idos Montreal. Are you still in that area, or? Yeah, I'm still in Montreal. Okay. So it's it's evening time there. Uh, every now and then, we'll get somebody that is across the pond, and it's just like, oh man, I feel like you were you were a trooper. Uh, so you're, you're not having to stay up too late. That's that's fantastic. I always feel sad when I make somebody stay up really late.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, it's only the evening, so
0: fantastic. It's okay. Well, we we are here to uh, to talk about your first solo game primary shift. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about who you are and and what you do. Um, when you kind of reached out to us, you mentioned that you were uh, that you were at IDOS Montreal for quite a long time, and are kind of now going solo. Uh, but you mentioned that you actually got started by doing video game testing, and I I always love it when people have stories that seem a little bit more down to earth in terms of. Um, you know, getting into the video game industry, because, you know, every now and then you'll hear somebody's like, oh yeah, you know, the stars aligned, and I I got this degree, and then all of a sudden I was, you know, the head of, you know, this project, and I was making awesome games, and it's like, well, that's fantastic for you, but, uh, can you tell me how other people, like, real world people could... (laughs) could do this. (laughs) Uh, So if you could kind of just walk us through kind of how you got into the scene and uh, what it has been like for you for the past few years. Okay,
1: so basically it's just that um, after uh, university, actually, I still had a year and a half to do, but I I didn't have any money uh, left yet to continue my studies. Hmm. And I... I simply just needed a job. So, and I just sent uh, my curriculum a bit everywhere, and that's how I found uh, the job to be a tester at IDOS Montreal. And I stayed there for uh, six years.
0: (laughs) Nice. Uh, So, what was your, your time there like? I know you must have worked on a number of different games. Uh, what were some of the games that you actually got to participate in?
1: Oh, um... Well, the first game I tested over there was uh, Tomb Raider uh, Underworld. Okay. And after that... I, I love that game. Yeah, after that I worked on um, Batman Arkham Asylum, and on Just Cause 2, on uh, Kenan Lynch, on... Um, Final Fantasy uh, Seven the, the, Steam, the Steam version,
0: hmm.
1: and um, uh, Sleeping Dogs, and uh, a, a couple more. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fantastic. Did you ever get to uh, play uh, the new Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, in any iteration that it was in? Of, uh, actually, I did.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, but I can't say uh, anything. I'm, I'm, about I'm it. I'm sure you can, <laughs> but uh, I no, did.
0: No. <laughs> um, that's that's really cool. So, were you a tester there for most of your time? Did you um, uh, did you kind of do in- anything else? What- oh,
1: actually, um, I worked there as a tester for the entire six years I was there, and okay, yeah, and after that, I decided that it was about time that i um, do something else to uh, to take another step in this industry w- while working there i just um put a lot of well, a lot i put some money on, on the side and that's the money that i'm u- i'm still using to this day to to work on uh, my own project
0: okay Now... So, uh, yeah. um did, did you go to school for computer science or programming or, or anything like that or what what did you actually go to uni- university for
1: um well after high school um i studied in uh, arts and uh, literature actually <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um so um because what, what um, drove you
0: to uh, to
1: that well ba- back then the, the there was not um you know a level design course or something like that or a uh, game design cuz it was just before uh, ubisoft uh, opened uh, their school
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um but i i knew that i wanted to work in the gaming industry but i already had uh, friends that were uh, about to become uh, programmers
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and stuff like that but uh when we were working on uh, projects together i was always the guy that was uh, taking care of uh, the story and uh, the game design and stuff like that okay so so yeah i didn't know exactly how i could do that in the the gaming industry uh, professionally l- uh, later but um since I was taking care of the story, so, oh, I will go in uh, arts and literature. Okay. So that's uh, where I studied uh, after um, high school. And, and then uh, after that, I uh, studied uh, English in university <laughs> because I wanted to uh, – I, I can probably s- uh, tell, like, uh, English is not, not my first language. <laughs> so I wanted to get better at English because I knew that I, I would need to write my stories in English I- in uh, in my video games. Mm-hmm. So I did a one. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, an English certificate. It's a one year long, and after that, um, I started um, s- cinematography. Um, but uh I could not finish that one because hmm. uh I, I was uh, out of uh, money <laughs> <laughs> and I needed a job and that's when I applied to uh Edos Montreal.
0: Okay. So was <laughs> was making video games something that you you always wanted to do?
1: Um yes. Um s- since I was a kid, actually. Okay. Um yeah. Like, um, even as a kid, um, like, all the time I was always, uh, like, drawing, um, like, levels of, uh, let's say, Mario Brothers or Donkey Kong uh, country uh, levels. uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, um, so I was doing level design on paper, (laughs) actually. And it was just fun for me to do that. Sure. And... As I grew up, eventually, I just started making, like, uh, RPG games. Like, I, I made RPG games with uh, RPG Maker. And I also um, started some projects with uh, some friends in high school. Because, as I said before, I have, uh, like, friends that became programmers. And
0: <clears throat> Very cool.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's something... I always wanted to do so. Awesome,
0: that is that is fantastic. So uh, th-
1: th- that's why when I was uh, still a a tester after six years, uh, like I knew that okay I can stay here and be a tester for how many like for um, well. I'm tempted to say I could be a tester forever because there are some people that stay tester for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I knew that um you no know, I I wanted like to be on the creative uh, side of the of the thing, you know.
0: So, sure. What what was it like um as far as doing Testing. I, I imagine there's a lot of report writing and kind of you know explaining why this part of a game is is broken and kind of where exactly it's it's broken and you know being able to give enough information so that somebody can recreate the problem. Um, but was was that something that you? I mean, you did it for six years, so I would imagine that you got some kind of joy out of it. Was it? in more of just. Participating in the video game making process, or was there anything else uh, to that kind of job that you you particularly enjoyed?
1: Well, I was uh, really appeal um, to be part of the industry. Like, uh, especially like um, at the beginning, I was I was just um, you know uh, like I said before, like the the first game that I tested was uh, Tomb Raider Underworld and. Mm-hmm. Like Tomb Raider is, the, is a game series that I knew since like for uh, for a long time. Sure. So j- just uh, being able to work on that game was like a, r- a really cool uh, experience for me, and also um, you know um, being able to see video games in a new light. mm-hmm You you see like a. Uh, a game and you see it uh, evolve from being like, um, you know, in pre-alpha and t- t- you see it evolve uh, up to the point where it's uh, ready to,
0: t- to sell. So, so let's, uh, let's get into kind of the reason that we're here. Uh, you were working on your, your first kind of indie project and that is Primary Shift, uh, you've been working on it for a little while, so if you can kind of just uh, run us through, what, what is Primary Shift?
1: Okay. Um, well, Primary Shift is a, an action puzzle platformer. Um, well, 2D platformer, and um, well, the point of the game is that um, y- you have um, the power to change the the background's color. You can choose between the uh, blue, yellow, and red, and depending on the background's color. Um, it will change which enemies uh, obstacles and platforms appear on on screen so um if you put the background uh, blue all platforms and enemies and obstacles that, that are blue will disappear from the screen okay and um so it's a really simple idea but the more that you get far in the game it gets more and more complicated and um um actually um I had the the idea about uh, the game when I was um, uh, doing tutorials for, for um, uh, to learn about the the game uh, engine. Mm-hmm. And um, so while, do we, while doing the tutorials, uh, I I, saw some, I just had the, the, the idea click in my head and. I just knew that, oh, that will be my first game. <laughs> I, I, I have to do that.
0: <laughs> Very nice. And um,
1: the the, uh, the main character is a... Uh, well, you know, it's, it's not like a, a game that is uh, story-heavy, but I still uh, wanted to put uh, some personality in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, the main character is uh, it's a, it's a small boy, Called uh, Timo, and he is uh, going uh, to, to school. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the end of uh, each level, you have to collect like uh, good grades <laughs> because uh, Timo uh, he has to pass uh, his school year. So the school setting is uh, a school is uh, at school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, all the platforms are uh, school supplies. You know, like um, a ruler, um, pencils, uh, erasers, uh, uh, glue stick, uh, gouache bottles, and um, stuff like that. You know, and mm-hmm. the and the enemies are uh, numbers. So the numbers one to nine, and they come in four uh, variety. So they are uh, in the four colors. Um, Red, blue, yellow, and black. Like the black ones, um, you cannot make them uh, ever disappear Mm. because uh, you can only uh, change the background color uh, red, blue, or yellow. Okay. and um,
0: so, so anything that's not red, blue, or yellow is not affected when you change the color of the background.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, and it's it's not it's not only black. Uh, the the enemies are black, but uh, for the the platforms or obstacles, let's say a pencil. If it's uh, purple, it, it, you cannot make it disappear. Okay. Good to know. And um, and the reason I, uh, I chose like that uh, setting. Is because of, of of a a dream that I had when I was a kid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's such a, it's a, a a recurring dream that I had like many days in a row, and each day, um, the I was uh, let's it was when I was starting school going to school, so in my dream I was like uh, being chased away by uh, numbers. <laughs> You know, sure. Um, yeah, no.
0: Numbers are evil. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are totally <laughs> evil. So
1: I was being chased by them, uh, and um, every every single day um, uh, that I was uh, making that dream, um, they were all uh, a different color. Like one one day, it, the, all the numbers were red, and, and then the other day, yeah, they were all blue. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my inspiration
0: like from that dream that i had as a as a kid gotcha so so uh is is timo or timo is he having a dream here like how how does killing numbers and and jumping on school supplies how how is that helping him pass school kind of what
1: like uh, if you put yourself in the shoes of someone that is um starting school let's say the the first grade at school um you know it, it, you feel like you're just f- um falling into like a, a new world you know it's like the is the is the, sc- the school world
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh one of the, one of the first things that you learn at school is the the numbers and the letters and stuff like that so um when th- uh, so basically um uh, Timo is um, fighting uh, his fear, you know, of uh, the fear of change, uh, the fear of school, uh, it uh, of uh, his new his, of his new life. So it's basically like taking place um, in this dream a bit like uh, like I was doing it myself. I- I've included a more story in the game, um, in a, a simple in a simple way it's basically just the the name of uh, the levels like the, the the first level is the first day at school and um d- during the game you uh, timo learns uh, new things so, so um and if you check if you look uh, at the name of, of the levels um you can see like a, a progression tr- throughout uh, Timo's uh, school year, and uh, up, all the way to the end where it's, uh, it's Timo's uh, final exam at the end. You know, and I, I talked before about um, you have to get a good grade at the end of the levels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there's actually like uh, four different uh, types of uh, objective that we have to complete for to complete the levels because uh, there's the the first one that that's only get to the end of the level to get the the good grade okay okay and um but sometimes um you have to eliminate all the numbers to uh to unlock the because the the good grade is uh, inside a cage and the cage will only open after you killed uh kill let's say uh, after you you've uh, defeated all the the numbers there's a uh, switches that you have to put um, school bags on <laughs> um to unlock the the cage okay and uh the, the last one there there's a sequence that you have to, that you must complete to uh to unlock the the cage so uh, let's say the sequence will be 2 4 8 16 and then um the answer after that will be uh well what do you know? <laughs>
0: um two, four,
1: eight, sixteen, thirty-two? Yeah, thirty-two. So um so in that level uh, you would have to beat uh, the uh, the right enemies in the right uh, order. So you, you would have to go uh, defeat the three and then the, the two. And then the cage will open and you can get your good grade. To complete the level,
0: okay. So does your does your grade um, change based on how many of those objectives you complete? So if you only complete one, you get like a C. If you complete two, you get a B. So Um, on and so forth. Or do you get like multiple A's? Or what? How how does the kind of grading system work?
1: Well, actually, um, a a good grade is just an item that you get to complete the level, but um, Mm Um, d- uh, during every level, um, th- there's a timer that counts how long it takes for you to to beat the level. So um, y- you have to try um, to to beat it uh, as fast as you can, you know. And there's a, a lot of replay value because of that. And the the levels are simple, they are short, but you have to think, you have to use your mind while you you go through the levels. So um, if I can say so myself, I will say like the the levels are really fun to play and play again, mm-hmm. to 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 try to to beat your scores.
0: Uh, now, now one of the things that you also mentioned was uh that music is is kind of a a passion of yours, and I've got to say that when I, I saw the trailer, like there's something about the soundtrack that just feels straight out of like Sonic the Hedgehog two, um which is is great, um kind of weird where are you pulling that inspiration from as far as music goes and um yeah you, you mentioned that you've got several different artists that you're going to be kind of working with through you know the, the course of of making the game uh yeah. can you talk a little bit about that and just you know, how you made it sound the, the way you did
1: okay well well i, I don't want to take credit uh, for for the music because um uh, uh, music is is uh, is really impo- important so uh, I knew that I wanted to ask uh, people that I know will make great music for the game <laughs> mm-hmm. so um basically um I- i'm really happy with um what they could uh, what the composers uh, could uh, come up with and um so um I w- I will just uh, list the the composers that that I worked with. Okay. Okay. So um, f- first of all, uh, the one that composed the music that you can hear in the in the trailer is uh, Sebastian uh, Sebastian uh, Scaff. In uh, he's a I've been a fan of his for uh, many years since i played the 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 visual novel uh, katawa Shoujo, i don't know if you heard about it or not what
0: what was the name of the game again uh,
1: katawa Shoujo. <laughs> uh
0: no i i personally do not know that game unfortunately okay
1: well he, he made like most of, of the music uh uh in, that, in in that game so and uh well i i'm just a really big fan of uh, <laughs> like i, I, I like, still to this day, I still listen again and again to the, the soundtrack that he made for, uh, for that visual novel. So I knew that uh, it would make uh, great music. And, um, and also, like, you know, the, the music for a visual novel is different from uh, music that you will hear in uh, a platformer. And mm-hmm. I, I wanted to hear, like, a, a, as a fan... I, I wanted to hear what you would c- come up with uh, for uh, for a platformer and um, the other composers there's a midi guy and um, he uh, composed music before for uh, Dance Revolution that uh, you probably heard of <laughs> sure sure yeah it's more popular than uh so <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, f- uh for him it's uh, a bit different because uh, I n- I knew him before I, uh I heard his music uh, from the uh, D- DR because uh he's actually uh, one of my personal friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very um, cool. Yeah, and and um, we've been friends uh, for years and is like a a really big gamer like like we spent so 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 many uh, evenings just playing uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, together. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And and uh the the last composer is uh, uh, Kyle, uh Landry. Uh or uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say uh, Landry. But um He's a uh, is a really popular um YouTube uh YouTube uh, music player okay and uh, he's also on on Twitch
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um uh I, I know him uh, because he ma- he makes a uh, uh he makes a lot of uh, video game music covers uh, on his channel so um so f- for a long time now, I've been uh, listening to uh, t- to uh, t- to him play uh, video game music that that I really like, and I also noticed that he, uh, sometimes he, he he also shared w- with his fans uh, some personal compositions, and he also uh, said that he would like to make uh, video game music. So uh, that's why I contacted him. Okay. And. Um, yeah. So, uh, as you said, be- well, as as I said before, like uh, or you said, I'm not sure who mentioned that, but um, yeah, video uh, music is really important uh, to me in uh, video games. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I would say that maybe half of uh, all the music that I l- ever listened to uh, d- during my days is a uh, video game music.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure.
1: Yeah, so from uh, Final Fantasy or, uh, you know, more obscure uh, RPG uh, games music or uh, the visual novel music to uh, uh, Nintendo music. And, like, I'm really passionate uh, about uh, video game music. So I really wanted, like, good music for my game (laughs) because of that, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And uh, there's also a lot of uh, people that say, "Oh, if you're um, um, only like a a, a a small indie developer, then you should try to get like a free music that you can get online." You know, there's like a corporate free music that you can use and put mm-hmm. in your game. But I wanted none of that. Like, even if I have to pay for for the music, like, like I, I want to pay to 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 get uh to get an original soundtrack you know i, I, don't, I don't want just uh, any music <laughs> sure sure like it was important to me to to, to 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 have uh it was important to me t- that my game has uh, its own soundtrack <laughs> Be- because i always listen to uh, music soundtracks and and hopefully people will listen to uh, primary shift uh, music uh, even uh, long after they, they've played the game.
0: <laughs> well, you, you've been working on the game for uh, for a while now. Um, do you have a, a projected timeline for when the, the game is potentially going to release? <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, I've been
1: uh, working on, on the game for uh, 18 months now. Well, actually, it's... Uh, I started at the end of uh, September uh,
0: 2014, mm-hmm.
1: and for the release of the game, um, it will be, um, well, I would like it to be before the summer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it will depend, like, uh, all... Which version of I can release first? Because uh, on the Steam version, it will depend of uh, when I will uh, pass the green light. Mm, sure. Because uh, yeah, the game have been uh, on green light for a week now. Okay. And um, for the Wii U version, uh, I I can't say for sure either when, but uh, I want it to 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 be out before uh, the summer. So maybe uh, late May or uh, early June or something like that. And, um, I, and I just learned um, a couple days ago that uh, I might be able to make also an Xbox One version because uh, it's now... Because uh, I'm making the game with uh, Construct 2. Okay. And um, Microsoft just... Uh, allowed now the uh the, yeah, they call that the universal uh, apps mm-hmm. that now the Xbox One can can run them and um so it's basically the same uh, kind of app that they have on uh Windows uh, ten uh, app store
0: okay
1: and cool. uh contract two can make uh, um Windows 10 uh, app stores, and mm-hmm. because of that, now we can also make uh, Xbox One games. And also, uh, Microsoft just um, made it so that uh, any Xbox One now can be changed it into a dev kit.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you probably yeah. So uh, it makes it uh, really simple to to develop also uh, an Xbox One version. Mm And it's actually the first time that I talk about it. So it's an exclusive for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I think that does it for the uh, the questions that I have about um, you and the game. But we've got our final section here, the end game. It's the most fun. Uh, It's also terribly difficult so and the first question is who is your favorite video game protagonist so who's your favorite video game hero so uh, i'm not sure if i I want to go with with uh, a with a
1: fully developed one or with um a silent protagonist (laughs) sure sure um uh, can i name two sure why not yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I would go with uh, Link. Okay. <laughs> Simply because um, y- you can put a, l- a lot of yourself into him. So, how can you not like him? <laughs> sure, sure. You know? And and also because uh, all, the, all the, his adventures are so fun. So, mm-hmm. like, The Legend of Zelda is uh, one of my favorite series of all time. So... So link,
0: <laughs> All
1: right. um, as a character itself, like uh, if I exclude the the silent protagonists and stuff like that, I would go with uh, with uh, Geralt from uh, The Witcher.
0: Mm. Good choice. Good because choice. We,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: There's no explanation needed there. Yeah, no, no explanation <laughs> needed. He's just such a good character. Yep. He's he's basically like medieval Batman, which just makes him awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving on to our, our next question, uh, kind of flipping that on its head. Who's your favorite antagonist? Who's your favorite bad guy?
1: Okay, I will have to go with uh, with Ganondorf. <laughs> okay, sure. Because he's just so iconic. And if I have to pick one, I will say that my favorite one was the one from uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. Yeah um I d- I, d- I just pre- preferred that uh, depiction of him uh, more than the, uh, the other ones. Mhm.
0: Um
1: because is a is the one that he got the job done once, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just pretty cool. I don't Sure.
0: Know. <laughs> nice. Okay, so moving on from there, um, are there any trends in the uh, the game industry that you see that you like and wish were you know more prevalent and uh, anything, whether it's you know gameplay mechanics or aesthetic, you know styles or genres or whatever the case may be? Is there anything out there that you just wish there was more of?
1: If if it's a, a specific thing, it will be um, a r- really deep uh, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like you can see in in um, in some games, like um, let's say, like the, the storytelling in in uh, in The Witcher Three, let's say, okay, mm-hmm. um, like if I want to take like one example uh, from the game, is like you no know, the 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 quest line with the the, the Baron. Uh, you play the game first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the 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 quest line with the Baron. A- 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 any decision that you made. And then they just make you feel bad about it <laughs> you know the, 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 that kind of thing it's um it's like it's like a a quest that you will never f- forget for the rest of your life like I, I can't wait to see uh, what the storytelling will be in uh, cyberpunk mm-hmm like is, is there a, a, a cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077 yeah, like, oh, but before that, we will have a new expansion soon for Wisher Tree, so I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, Absolutely. Uh, like, we still don't know exactly when it will release. So, right. And I want to be able to play it as soon as it releases, so right now I'm not starting any game that I know will take <laughs> a long time to play. Like, I still have not uh, started playing uh, Xenoblade uh, Chronicles X because it's a game that, that I know could take months to play, too. And I sure. don't want uh, the, the new uh, Witcher 3 expansion to come out while I'm in the middle of another game <laughs> like that because I don't want to have to pause uh, the game and start to uh, play Witcher 3, you know.
0: Well, actually, uh, um, not long before uh, this recording, earlier today, uh, they actually announced the the release date of it, and that is oh, really? June seventh. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> June seventh. So, June 7th. okay, yeah, you got uh, what I, I, about two full months? Okay, I haven't, I, I didn't look at the news today. So, <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, wow, now now you can you know plan the the next few months uh, accordingly. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow! It it makes my life a lot easier now. <laughs> All right, so so moving on to the next question and kind of flipping that one on its head as well. Are there any tropes in the industry that you really wish would just go away? Any particular, like I said, you know, game mechanics or any, anything that you just wish were gone? Uh,
1: microtransactions. <laughs>
0: I guess I'm
1: fine with them when uh, it still feels like. It's okay if you, if you don't pay anything, you know. If it's really optional and you feel that it's totally optional, it's okay. But even then, like uh, I, I don't really feel good about um, them taking more and more space in in the industry. Mm-hmm. Because it's like becoming normal now. Like it. it even the the big games that you you pay sixty bucks to buy a game, and now they they now they put also microtransactions in them, like Metal Gear Solid Five. Mhm. So, yeah, that 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 would be the
0: the the trend that I don't like. Sure, that's a that's a good one. Well, not not a good one. It's a good one to not want to have around anymore. <laughs> Um, okay so next question uh, you are are living the dream you are getting to make video games which is awesome if there was another profession that you could try your hand at though what would it be
1: oh um storytelling in uh, another media like, like well first of all if I can't uh, like make my own games I would like to write stories for games and okay. if I can't do that and I would have to find something outside the gaming industry, then it would be uh, writing uh, scenarios for uh, maybe TV series or uh, movies or stuff like that.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Alright, and now the, the second to last question, if there was a game that you could play over again for the first time, what would you want that to be? Uh I will go with one with uh
1: that I really, really like the story in and that uh the whole experience. Like one of my favorite games of all time is a uh, Chrono Cross.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I guess I will go with that one. <laughs> all right. Like well actually I, I can I could still play it again and uh, pick different characters and still have a lot of fun. So I guess I would pick something else because I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well, then I will just go with my favorite game of all time, uh, Majora's Mask. So.
0: Okay. All right, and now our, our final question. Uh, when you get to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom... And Toad is there with the book of the deeds of your life. What do you want him to say to you before letting you in? So, I guess, uh. To, uh
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's like hard to imagine, um. To imagine, uh, Toad say, uh, something intelligent. <laughs> but I mean, uh. I mean, um. Because I guess I would want him to say something more than uh
0: Yeah woo
1: So um <laughs> I guess uh it would be welcome to the Mushroom Kingdom. Um just want Toad to uh to be Oh you're here at last, let's chill. <laughs> yeah because um I would really like to
0: chill with Toad. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. See, he, I imagine he's got to be a a pretty laid-back dude, you know? I, I truly like Toad because um,
1: si- since uh, the first Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, I've always picked Toad uh, in, in, in any um, n- Nintendo game that Toad is playable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always pick Toad,
0: so... D- do you get to be Toad or does he actually get to be Toad? I would be Toad. I'm, I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry for, for Toad, but uh, I would play as Toad, then I guess uh, he will have to play as Toad. Toad then. has to play as somebody else. That's great. <laughs> uh, it's not heaven for Toad apparently. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us tonight. Uh, you passed. You we got through the the end game. Congratulations. Uh, before we head out, though, if you could just let our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Primary Shift.
1: Okay, so uh, first of all, you can uh, search for um, Primary Shift on uh, on Steam Greenlight. But you can uh, you can con- contact me and have uh, news about the the game on uh, on Twitter. On um, coup de Grasse, well see. C- c o u p d e g r a c e underscore o f f for official <laughs> and uh on and, uh, on uh facebook on um, facebook slash uh, coup de grace games
0: all right awesome well thank you once again and good luck as you hurry to finish uh, primary shift before the Witcher 3 uh, expansion is released Yeah. wish you the best of luck as you kind of finish out development and um, and you know good luck with the the Witcher 3 (laughs) (laughs) okay well uh, thank you for uh, having me absolutely that's what we're here for